Peter, you can't believe everything you read on the internet. Oh, it's all perfectly legal. Oh my God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia? What is up, everybody, and welcome to Busy Playing Something, episode 14. I'm your host for today, Joshua LaRosa, joined once again by the COVID Candelo. We're busy playing something, and we're somewhat of a video game podcast. You can find us each week going live on podcast feeds, 9 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Times on Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And then we go live, YouTube, 9 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Times each and every Sunday. Vinny. The third time, if I'm not going to touch, I'm not lifting my arms because I'll pull out another cable. How are you? <laughs> I'm really good, man. It's you. You have to talk. We're we have Italian European descent. You have to talk with your hands. It's how we do things. But I'm not. I'm not raising my arms anymore. <laughs> but other than that, I am doing really well. I've had a bit of a crazy week, I guess, just because the whole going back into lockdown and everything. But uh, I've I actually went bouldering last night with a bouldering rock climbing, if you will, you know, mm. without a harness in an indoor climbing area. And that was really good. I actually got a couple of blisters or uh, battle scars as I like to call them on my hands and my forearms just feel as though they're on fire. I like, love that feeling. We went once and that was yeah. like the big thing afterwards. My yeah. forearms were about to, I felt somewhat like a rock star <laughs> but, or a bodybuilder uh, or something. How are you, how are you feeling? <laughs> You feeling good? You feeling forearms are heavy? Or? Oh, I'm okay. My forearms are heavy, but for other reasons. But I need, I need you to build this PC. So okay. for those who don't know, I am using an old laptop that is on life support, being plugged in, has to be plugged in with power at all times, or it just dies. And I have a, a monitor connected to it. It looks like an operation has gone wrong. And that's why I can't move my arms, because this could be it. I could lose everything again for the third time. So I'm not, not too great. Okay. Cool. You, I can see you once we get into this, that you'll be raising your arms. I'm already moving. But yeah, yeah we are, <laughs> we are busy playing something. You can find us on our socials uh, at Twitter, busy underscore playing Instagram and Facebook at busy playing something. But Vinny, this is apparently a video game podcast. Have you been playing anything? Well, to be frank, Josh, I've been playing that Transformers war for Cybertron that you've, that you've given me, it has, I'm really enjoying it. It's pretty much how you said it. It's gears, cross transformers, mission based, which is really good because you can do like one mission in a certain amount of time and then just be done with it. Yeah. Yeah. I only got, I only say I have an hour or an hour and a bit to kill. I'll just play one mission. It'll be fine. And because it's really interval, it's good. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I've just been playing Yu-Gi-Oh with a couple of friends on EDO Pro, which is a free Yu-Gi-Oh app, which I'd like to formally invite you to, because as a fellow dork duelist, yes, dorkist, I want to see your third-rate duelist with a fourth-rate deck kind of scenario, and the more well, the merrier. Yeah, ha- happy to to join, Vinny. It's always a pleasure. I, I've got nothing going on in my life, so we're we're back in lockdown, ladies and gentlemen. Six weeks. And I want to ask you something. This is very important, and I haven't prepped you on this question beforehand, so be prepared. How you know how you said, let's be frank. Who, yes. who do you think Frank is or was? Who was the first Frank that they said, let's be Frank? Like, why is it let's be Vinny? 
I know there's joshing around. Oh, okay. I've heard that one before. Yes. But who, who is this Frank guy and how did he get this reputation that we have to be frank with him is the question. Maybe Frank was a no-nonsense kind of man who just right. didn't take any crap. So it's just, let's be frank. Let's just get to the point. And whereas Josh and Josh a really good answer. <laughs> is, uh, is definitely you, someone being more of a goof mm. or a class. I think all Joshes are. Must you be a Josh what? thing. Actually, now that you mention it, I think it is a Josh thing. I know a few Joshes and they're all quite, quite funny, quite entertaining, quite humorous people. Quite something, quite mm. something. But I have not been playing anything. I've gone back. Oh, I have, oh, I have. That's a lie. I've been playing Transformers Devastation. Now that I think of it, I have been playing stuff. Transformers Devastation, which I'm kind of in between now that Last of Us is done and I've got Ghost of Tsushima coming in the next week or so. I don't want to start anything too full on. My arms are everywhere again, so I'm just going to put my arms down so I don't break okay. anything. I don't want to play anything that's super intense, that's going to take time because I don't like playing more than one or two games at, at the same time. I get, yeah. Even going back from Last of Us to God of War, and I'm like, what, 70% done through God of War. I, I forgot how to play. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm getting hit. But now I'm good. Now I'm just slaying Valkyries left, right, and center. No one stands a chance. But yeah, God of War... Transforms Devastation and just waiting for Ghost of Tsushima. Okay, so your your muscle memory is only has one like save file in it. Yes. And other than that, and then your your memory is full. Exactly. I'm like one of those PS2 memory cards. I've only got eight megabits. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You feel me? That's it. We're being yeah. frank. But we've got a couple of news stories and some really exciting news next week, Vinny. Well, let, let's start. So Xbox announced their 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 new showcase on July 23rd which, sorry, July, yeah, July 23rd for the Americans, but for us Australians, it's 2 a.m. July 24th. So, first of all, Phil Spencer. Come yeah. on, buddy, what's going on? You're Phil. not appealing to the global community here. All you exactly. care about is America. At least Sony, I, I get up at 6 or 7. You know, there, there's no 2 a.m. wake-ups for Sony, but Microsoft think that, oh, I'll just put it 2 a.m., Josh will wake up, he'll set his alarm. But yes, yeah, so, so Microsoft are holding their next showcase, uh, July 24th. And this is going to be their big first party exclusive reveal. Uh, the May event, as we know, was all, uh, all centered on third party announcements. And I think the overall reception of that was pretty mediocre. I think we spoke about it on that episode, Vinny. It was just expectations were set really high with, you know, we've got Assassin's Creed gameplay and it's all gameplay, gameplay, gameplay. But then it didn't really turn out to, the, to be that. So... You excited? Where do you sit? You know, you always talk about your, your levels of excitement. We all know you're always excited all the time. I'm never you, excited any of the time. Where do, you, where do you sit with this Xbox event? I am looking forward to watching the replay at a reasonable time and not waking up at 2am. Can you hear the dog? She's excited. Yeah. She's excited for it. Yeah, you won't be waking up at 2am. No, no. I'm interested to see how they almost... Consider it how Xbox and PlayStation are a debate. So mm. Xbox had its opening statement and then Sony had its opening statement and it was very, very good. And it had a great had, rebuttal. Yes. And now this is the rebuttal from Xbox. Are they going to top their Zoom call quality from their first Xbox announcement or are they going to step up their production value such as Sony did? I think they will be. Even the logo for this has been redone it doesn't look like 
our our quality. It's like we were we were hosting the inside Xbox event for May. We I think the, we could have done we, a better look. We were the marketing team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But now they've got some real people behind. And I think this is it and this needs to be it. Microsoft have been speaking for years and years and years about, you know, we really feel confident in our first party lineup and our teams are working hard. This is the time to show everything. So to celebrate that, we're actually thinking of doing something new and different. We're bringing a third voice in on the show for the very first time who may even be joining us moving forward, potentially, depending on how well he does. Okay. You know, we've, got, we've got PC dork over here with Vinny and, and Nintendo guy, right? And we've yeah. got the, the PlayStation guy. Apparently, there's not a love, enough Microsoft love, especially on this show. Which yes, sure, Miss Sir. I'm not none. denying. <laughs> there's no. But yeah, we'll have a we'll have a third third voice on on the episode next week, and he's a friend of ours, Sean Vinny. You want to give us a a quick thirty second introduction? Who is Sean? How do we know him? And why do we think he's great for this show? Okay, well, what I say we, we met Sean about six seven years ago. You'd say. At, yeah, we actually work- we've spoken about him before. Yeah, well, he he actually worked with us, so we all became friends you know, at Game Traders, the one place where we all, I guess, kind of commuted, and we all got along really well. You know, we talk about our common interests in games. He's actually a very big game collector. He knows he knows his stuff very well. I would say he's done radio before. He's, he's done, done TV. He's We're done really TV. talking him up. <laughs> yeah, he just comes in and absolutely bombs. Yeah, exactly. Well, no pressure. So yeah, I think he would be a really good uh, and interesting voice on this show and bring a different, you know, a third opinion is always great. Mm-hmm. And I feel mm-hmm. like it's someone who's not going to always agree with, you know, how we apparently tend to agree a lot with each other. Yes. I kind of feel like Sean could be that third, not so agreeing type person. I really like how he's going to be the deciding voice where we can make a decision and it's two against one. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm keen on. We'll take him out, but we're we're bringing him in for next week. Uh, next blah, 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 next week's episode for a reason. We're going to do a predictions episode for the Xbox first party event, very similar to what we did with the PS5 reveal predictions episode. So we'll prep him. We'll have him prepared with all my little rules and terms and conditions for making predictions. So yeah, so make Sean feel welcome next week. But you know, we'll deal with him next week. You know, the, we don't need to talk about him this much. He's good, but he's not that great. <laughs> so, Vinny, we've got a couple of news stories to go through today. It's actually a real Xbox, believe it or not, themed episode without really us planning for it. Yeah. Are you ready to go? I am as ready as I'll ever be to talk about Xbox. I know, right? Here we go. So, first news story off the ranks. Microsoft eyes Warner Brothers Interactive as part of an acquisition uh, this is a report coming out of Eurogamer. So Warner Brothers Interactive, owner of studios such as Rocksteady and NetherRealm, are now suited for sales. So, um, AT&T are looking to sell their video game kind of Warner Brothers umbrella, which includes developers like Rocksteady, NetherRealm, Montreal, a whole bunch of, of studios. So it looks like it's it seemingly it's like a $4 million, Well, the rumors, rumors are it's a $4 billion deal. You've got the likes of Activision, take to an electronic arts kind of interested in the acquisition and new rumors are suggesting that Microsoft is potentially interested in acquiring these studios. So Vinny, what's your thoughts on this? There's a lot of talented studios within that Warner brothers umbrella. We, we've spoken about Rocksteady, NetherRealm. 
uh, Montreal, and there's a couple others within that as well. What, what's your thoughts on such a huge acquisition? And do you think Microsoft, you know, they're best suited for Microsoft? First off, my first impression is when you say Warner Brothers Interactive, I immediately think of Batman. And to have Batman as a pioneered exclusive, is it almost as if they're trying to compete? If they have the Xbox, are they trying to compete with Spider-Man? Just to make it clear, they're, they're acquiring the studios, so they don't actually won't have the rights to Batman oh. or any Lord of the Rings, nothing. It's just the actual studio. The only, I guess, IP that would come across with it is uh, NetherRealm's Mortal Kombat because NetherRealm as a studio owns the Mortal Kombat IP where Batman obviously sits with Warner Brothers and DC and all that. So they won't necessarily be getting Batman with the deal. However, there is wording along the lines that these studios can then seek, uh, you know, the right to develop for these games. So there'll be publishing rights and, and fees that go along with it. So, but it's just the acquisition and purchase of the studios themselves. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Well, in that, in that case, it's really good that, you know, so Xbox is really trying to compete with Sony here. You know, they're trying to, and at this point, I almost think if this does go ahead, Xbox does have the upper hand in the amount of developers backing Xbox. I think they're at like 20 now. Yeah, it's insane. They've, mm-hmm. they've really pushed for everyone supporting it. And judging by what is said in the articles about the Xbox is that it's very developer friendly and it is more powerful than the PS5. So mm-hmm. in this case, it could be the fact that may the console war could tilt in Xbox's favor after this showcase and looking for the, depending on, once again, we are told depending on prices and how everything goes, but mm-hmm. it seems like uh, Xbox is ticking all the boxes or Microsoft is ticking all the boxes to make yeah. a very powerful seven to eight years for this console. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, if they were to purchase Rocksteady and NetherRealm and, and other studios under that, that umbrella, I think that would put Microsoft's first parties in a different league that they're in currently. I think yeah. Rocksteady as a studio would soon, will then become their premier number one team. No disrespect to the other Microsoft, you know, first parties, but I think Rocksteady is on, is in a league of its own and is seen to be one of the biggest alongside Insomniac and Naughty Dog and, you know, so on and so on. So from that point, it's, it makes sense. It's, there, it is a lot of money, right? $4 billion is no yeah. chump change for anyone. Keep in mind, I think Microsoft spent roughly about $2 billion, and I, I may be wrong here, for the acquisition of Mojang and, Mojang and Minecraft. So this is still within that realm, to, you know, $2 billion to $4 billion. Again, it's not chump change, but... They have done that in the past and this would give them a pretty good boost. You get Rocksteady, NetherRealm, you have an exclusive fighting game. You know, uh, Sony has the exclusive rights to, not the rights, but they had the publishing rights for Street Fighter V and that still hasn't come to Xbox. So they can match that with, with Mortal Kombat and then have Rocksteady develop a third-person action game in the likes of Spider-Man or Batman or a new IP or a new you you know anything they could do anything yeah and having that you know crux of what's going to bring that word back the crux of having a core what you know batman (laughs) having a core batman game but you could just easily have you have the mechanics you have everything sorted you could easily sub that out and throw another yeah another big figure in the the name or a new ip with that exact mechanic because 
the gameplay of those games was good. Yeah. And that's what you need it where it's not just the story. The story was good for, you know, Arkham Salem City. Okay, a City. City was really good. Mm. And then Origins, I didn't really like. Well, that wasn't Rocksteady, so they would be okay there. Well, look at that. That was Warner Brothers Montreal. Who's still which getting would be quiet. part of this as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but well, this is, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of great studios. You've got Monolith, which are the guys that did the Lord of the Rings game, Shadow of More Immortal, which that had the Nemesis system, which were, I really enjoyed those games. So this purchase, whoever does end up acquiring these studios, it's really going to prop them up and put them in a really good place. So these games make money and sell well. Yeah. So whether it, that is Microsoft or Activision or EA, it's a lot of money though, $4 billion. It's a, we call that investment is, yeah. is what they want. They're hoping to yeah. invest into the company and return tenfold. Thank you for listening to business. my, thank you for listening to my financial decree. Any other thoughts before we move on to the next one? Uh, not really. It just, I can see this. How do you being... feel about it? What if Microsoft did do it? Do you think it's going to be a very similar Microsoft gets slapped in the face a lot when they have these exclusivity deals. You look at Tomb Raider and what happened when that became an exclusive for that period of time. I think it was Rise of the Tomb Raider at the time. Mm-hmm. And gamers freaked out and they started attacking Microsoft for taking what was originally a third party released on everything and making it exclusive or console exclusive on Xbox. Sony do the same thing, but seem to get away with it for some reason. No one's screaming up in arms about Final Fantasy VII being a year exclusive. The list goes on. But it'd be interesting to see if this did happen, what, what the reaction would be. Because these games are, and these studios are known to be multi-platform studios. NetherRealm have released games, well, the Mortal Kombat series has been around for, since arcade. So it's been on literally nearly every generation of console from NES all the way up to, to current day. So all of a sudden that's changes. And I think if Microsoft were to acquire these studios, it would be an Xbox and PC type thing because they're going to have to recoup and they're not going to be able to just do that on one system or they could approach it like what they did with Minecraft and still have it come to PlayStation, just be published by Microsoft. So that's, that's another thing they could do. I, I probably, if that was me, I wouldn't be doing that because you, you've acquired these studios, so you want them to be your own. So you could do just on Xbox and on PC and start recouping your money that way. But how do you think if it happened and they announced it during their briefing, how, which they won't because the time frame doesn't make sense, but say they, you know, tomorrow they just, on Twitter, something happens and they do acquire the, the, the studios. What do you think the reaction is going to be by well, everybody? At this point, uh, Xbox is, seems to be doing having the back, having the people back them right now. They haven't seemed to do anything wrong or anything that's pissing people off. So Agreed. it could be they could be riding this wave of positivity and just go into it, and no one will have complaints about. It. The thing that's about good. last uh, last generation or the current generation is that the announcement was so poor, and then it seemed as though Microsoft could do no right, and they. No matter what That's they a very did, good point. they did everything wrong. So this is setting a good foundation to do. They're doing all the right things. So it's going to be this upward traje- uh, trajectory that it could be riding this wave of positivity. And they'll be like, yeah, cool. That's all right. That's fine. However, if they, I would almost, because we spoke about this before where games 
sell their most numbers within the first three months of a lifespan yeah. of their sales. Sorry. Especially so, for a first part, uh, a first person, sorry, not first person, first party. a single player game. That's oh. you play it and you move on. Yeah. So yeah. we could do how Sony's doing it with timed exclusives. And then after a year, publish it on other consoles with to get more revenue that way. So this is all very good points. This is the, the Vinny business school is really coming. <laughs> that's our that's new, it. yeah. A, a new YouTube series. Vinny gives business advice. Now that's a very good point. Have it as a, have them timed exclusive. So they still get that recognition of being a Microsoft brand and studio and all that, but then they're still making money selling it elsewhere and getting it everywhere. Very good points. Yeah. I think that's the last thing I have to say about that. I see no issue with them develop them having a holding that, you know, exclusivity. It just makes people yeah. want to want it. And if they want it enough, they'll buy the console or they'll have to get on PC. And yeah. that's good I'm for them. interested to see, interested to see where this lands. I don't think Microsoft will end up purchasing these guys. It'll be interesting to see if it does land in an EA or an Activision type acquisition. And I don't know if that's scary or dangerous, you know, paywall. or both. That paywall yeah. get getting higher but and higher. Warner Brothers pretty much did the same thing. Remember with uh, War of Mordor, I think it was. Is that the the second one? The second Mordor game, and they had the loot box systems in that game, and they actually removed all that afterwards because people just were up in arms. So Warner Brothers is no innocence. And you look at you look at Mortal Kombat now, and you look at the the in-game purchases in that. So it's not one evil to the next evil, which is lesser. You know, they're both evil. I think that's what the saying goes. The saying they're goes. the lesser of two evils is I think you that's would the one. say. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But let's move on. So Vinny, I want to get your thoughts on next-gen games potentially going up in price. So 2K announced last week that NBA 2K21 for both Series X and PS5 would cost 70 American dollars which translates to roughly Australian, uh, 100 Australian dollars, which I don't think it's a one-to-one transition because we don't work that way. As much as American games are all $60 at release for their AAA releases, Australia plays pretty loose with, <laughs> with pricing. You, you've got stores selling games. I would say the average price now is about $69 to $79 in Australia. Yeah. Unless you're going to an EB where they will sell at full retail, either being $99.99 or $109.99. So just just for context, I think if the price was to go up to 70 American, it's not going to translate to $100 here in Australia. Just just the thought. But basically the, the idea or the new story around here is again, 2K announced last week, NBA 2K on the next generation will cost 70 American dollars, while the current generation versions would remain at 60 Vinny, what, what's your thoughts on that just simple fact that games or well, this particular game is going up to $70 for the next gen? First initial thought is Xbox free upgrade scheme is looking really good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. That's my first initial thought. It seems, you know, they have that free... So you could buy it on a previous gen console... Have still have it on your Xbox Series X and get that free upgrade. Literally you mean saving Xbox one to Series X. You mean that one? Yeah, yeah get it yep. and then put it onto your Series X and then get that yeah. free upgrade because it is uh, what's it called? Uh, it, there's no there's no cost. Whereas Sony said they 
they're not charging it, but the company may charge or the developer may charge you for that. Yeah, but this is where it gets a bit muddy. Smart delivery is a feature, yeah, that Microsoft is pushing. And we'll go into smart delivery a bit later because some of the news kind of intertwines with Microsoft. But smart delivery is a feature that Microsoft is pushing and promoting, but not mandating. So in saying that, it's as much as Sony just hasn't made any marketing spin on this system because smart delivery itself is available on PS5. And we've got games kind of doing that already but it's just not being pushed by Sony. And I think the reasoning behind that is they're worried that, you know, this smart delivery feature looks great on paper. And if Microsoft do it with all their first party games, perfect. But if it isn't mandated, which it isn't, how quickly does, does it mean nothing? If all of a sudden next year, all these games come out and they don't have smart delivery. So it's like, well, where does it all, all kind of sit? So Microsoft, again, are pushing for it. A lot of their, their third-party deals, first-party games, all are going to have smart delivery. But what happens all of a sudden when you've got 2K, when you've got EA, you've got Activision not following suit and not having a smart delivery feature, all of a sudden it means nothing. But as the story goes on with this particular price hike uh, for NBA 2K21, the reasoning behind it from 2K is inflation and that the costs of developing these newer games for this newer generation is is incurring more costs from the development side so that they they think raising the price by $10 can kind of recoup some of the development costs. Do you believe that? Do you believe that to be true? Uh, because when, games haven't gone up in price since 2006. Okay. So when you factor in, you know, the standard wage increasing, you know, in terms of actual human employee you know. and income, you know, you got to pay that. It's going yep. up ten dollars and seem like much compared to how someone's annual salary goes up by. I think it's at least in Australia, it's two point five percent every year. So, doing this financially from that kind of standpoint, I'm all about business tonight. Can I just say that? Like, I don't know. I know where this, this is, is it, we, roles are reversed. Yeah, I don't know where this has come from. But, Do you believe that though? Because you know, the, as the story goes on, they talk about how games haven't gone up since 2005, 2006 as PS3 and 360 generation, where they went from 49 American dollars to 59, which is the current price, 60, $60. But games were sold, especially back then as packages, you'd buy a game and then that was it. It would just be updated. And that was the game. And then it transitioned from, okay, now you got a game and then we're doing DLC. So that's another revenue. generator. Uh, yes. And then it went from DLC to, season passes and then it went from season passes to collector's editions and different versions of the game and then went from that to in-game purchases and now we're seeing free-to-play microtransactions so as much as development costs have I gone up then. thank you yeah. as much as development costs have gone up i don't think that i would i would be happy if they said prices are going up ten dollars or twenty dollars here in australia but no microtransactions and everything's included in the game we're now living in a world, and sorry to go on a bit of a rant here, that the $60 game or the base game that you purchase isn't the full experience anymore. So saying that development costs have gone up and that they need to charge this extra $10 is bullshit. Yes. And how yeah. do we know that this $10 is going back to the developers anyway? It's probably going back to the publishers, which it will be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Developers won't see a cent of this. And is this going to be as a way of, are they going to push more digitally where it's a where they're going to you know increase the price for retail games only and then say digitally on the marketplace it is still the original price 
that this is where it gets tricky. If you've got, think, if you think about it this way and you spoke about Microsoft's smart delivery feature, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you got MBA, MBA, NBA 2K21 releasing on P, uh, Xbox Series X for $70. Then releases on, this what the Xbox? Why do they have to name their consoles like this? So Series X, $70. Xbox One, $60. If this game was smart delivery featured, if you were smart, you'd buy the Xbox One version for $10 less and then free upgrade. But that is not the case. That's the problem. It's not mandated. And the only way this feature will be mandated is if everyone turns around and says, we're not paying more. We will, we will refuse to buy the next generation version of this game because it's not a free upgrade. And do you think that's going to happen? No. No. People will buy the game, especially people that... This is the scariest game to test it on, by the way. Any sport game, any 2K whatever game or Annual FIFA release. yeah is dangerous because the the person that plays this game i wouldn't and this is not making any suggestion that people that play sport games aren't real gamers and all that stuff no but accusations looking at the the sales of these games they're huge the nba games are in the top 10 monthly sales of every month mm-hmm. up there with gta so working within that it, it would dare say that there's a portion of gamers that just purchase a Call of Duty or a FIFA or an NBA, and that's their annual purchase. They, they buy that every year. <clears throat> so having this price hike on this type of game is scary because those people probably won't even notice. That's the only game. You know, it's maybe one of five games that they buy every year, and it's like, oh, it's $10 more, whatever. But yeah. we can't let this become the norm if if games are still going to have this heavy microtransaction loot system in, in the game, I understand if it's just a $70 price hike and then, or $10 price hike and that's it, but mm-hmm. that's not going to be the case. And you're ignorant, not you, but you're ignorant to wow. think, <laughs> to think that, that this price hike is going to fix all those solutions. Cause it's not because NBA has a literal, literally a gambling look in the game. It literally looks like you're p- playing with the, I don't know. I don't get it. Slot machines. Yeah. Oh, slot yeah. machine. Yes. It has a slot machine type system. We look at FIFA. They've got the, again, I don't play FIFA, but the, the ultimate card. It's yeah, like packs. a card system where you open packs and you get characters and I don't know. Hey, just play that. Yu-Gi-Oh. Just do that. Come on, guys. Exactly. Stop playing FIFA. Put down get the controller. Lot. Pick up a deck and play some Yu-Gi-Oh. So based on everything I've just blurted out, <laughs> does that now change your thought on it? Are you thinking, yeah, it's bullshit? Yeah, bullshit. As opposed to, yeah bullshit on it right mm-hmm. there's no reason mm-hmm. for you to up the up the cost of that there's i do think next generation would be exciting to uh, i talk about exploring the price range i we've seen you know 60 dollars is the retail price in america mm-hmm. I'm, I'm talking american for some reason i live in australia but 60 dollars is the american price i like the idea of remasters being 49.99 maybe a cyberpunk being $69.99 or $70. There's no need to just say $60, $60, $60. But I think you can, you can play around with that value. A game like cyberpunk, you probably would pay $10 more for than a five, 10 hour type game. But again, you you have to, if we're going to pay more, we have to expect more, which I don't think this game in particular is going to give us. That is a very good point. You pay more to expect more, you know, you essentially like, the saying says, you get what you pay for. 
You know, exactly. if you expect, a, just say, for example, there's an indie game that comes out in physical console and that game is only four or five hours. Are you really going to pay $70 for that or $60 mm. USD for that? And we understand time is not everything. You can have a game that's great in, and you finished it in two hours versus something that's 30 hours long and yeah. bloated. But yeah, I get what you're saying. There's a game, you know, single, de- single one-man team one entire man team, you mm-hmm. know, that game or a game that's a multi-man team or multi-person team, if you want to be PC about it. Uh, but yeah, there's a entire team working on it for hundreds and thousands of hours all up collectively. And that game's 70 bucks. Fair yeah. enough. But one person putting out a game, it's Goat Simulator 2021 on, you know, comes out made by one person. I'm not expecting that game to be $60 USD. I wouldn't, yeah. no one would pay for that. There's no issue with exploring the price, price range. The game could be $30. It could be $60. It could be whatever it needs to be to justify the game, but don't a, go blaming yeah, it, development costs. <laughs> it's a price range. There is range to it. There are highs and lows, and that's exactly what it needs to be. And I get inflation is a thing. This article in particular talks about $60 or $70 now is not $70 in 2006. Just like when the PS3 got revealed, and again, American values here, $599 and the world freaked out. If they came out and said the PS5 is $599 now, I don't think we'd have that same reaction. And that's purely based on inflation. $1,000 10 years ago is different to $1,000 now. Yeah. I think that's enough for that one. We'll we'll move on unless you've got any other final thoughts. You pretty much covered it. It makes perfect sense. You know, it's price range for a reason, ups and downs, highs and lows. All that business stuff. And I think today is really focused a lot on smart delivery in Xbox. So the next news story is Xbox has told developers that they cannot charge players to upgrade their current gen games to Xbox Series X. So this all kind of feeds into everything that we've been talking about. But this is now we're transitioning from 2K to EA, another <laughs> beloved publisher. <laughs> But basically, the, the announcement here is that EA... Let me just pull this one up. So, do, 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 do. so according to publishing sources with knowledge of Microsoft's next-generation policies, who have told VGC that companies working on cross-gen games have been encouraged to offer both current and next-gen versions at no additional cost, either via smart delivery or by their own schemes, such as EA's dual entitlement. And again, this is what I was saying, that smart delivery is great, but is not mandated and there's going to be different publishers own versions of it. So EA's dual entertainment is a perfect example. So basically what the issue and what everyone's got their hub, is it the hubbub? Yes. Because in a twist or whatever the, the, the wording is. So EA have announced that the, that Madden 2021, so Madden NFL 21 won't be able, you won't be able to have a free upgrade if you buy the digital version of the game. So if you buy the disc physical version of that game you can upgrade that game for free and there's a bit of a time stamp on that but if you're buying the game digitally digitally you cannot update for free what's your thoughts it should be universal yes that's that's my thought if regardless of physical or digital if you're buying the game if there is an offer for a free upgrade to the next gen, it should be universal regardless of whether or not it's physical or digital because just say, for example, the, the rumored Series S, it's supposed to be the digital console, the Lockhart or whatever yeah. people call it. 
millions of names, code names for it, whatever. Xbox is planning or rumored to plan a digital next-gen console, much like how PS5 announced a digital console. Yep. For that, if you buy a digital version on the current Xbox X, Xbox One, that's the one. Oh my God. <laughs> I, it gets more confusing yeah. <laughs> as we go on. <laughs> and you only buy a Series S that takes digital games and there's a yeah. count transfer. You should have that free upgrade. It should This is where Sony and Microsoft need to partner up and say, no, nah, not happening. And you will not be publishing on our console if that's the mandate you're putting into place. If they both do it, EA and Activision and all the others will crumble to that. But basically, as the news story goes on, uh, the article continues to say that Xbox developers who don't support smart delivery also have the option of selling two-game cross-gen bundles. So maybe as opposed to paying $60, you pay $70 and you get both versions and it's an upgrade then. So they're giving them options, which I still don't agree with. I think smart delivery, that, that feature of freely upgrading needs to be the way that we, we go towards it. Because if you buy, it's the same game. Yeah, games are. We're not living in a world where PS3 had cell architecture and, and it was very different to Xbox, which is very different to PC. It's not the case anymore. We're basically playing on PCs, and it's all just little knobs and switches and dials being moved in the background. So I don't think we should be paying. So this all ties in again with two, our friends at 2K and the NBA 2K21, which won't offer any upgrade any kind of upgrade scheme for current gen owners looking to jump to the next gen unless they purchase the $99.99 bundle. Oh, no, that's not So that's not paywall okay. behind $100 American, mind you. So can you imagine what it would be down here? <laughs> that's ridiculous. No, one's, yep. no one is going to pay that. No one should pay that. Nobody and, should pay that. And mm. you're just holding yourself, what's the word? You're holding people at ransom for the money. And I asked myself the question, which <laughs> whatever, Look at you. I do that all the time. Why, why, when we were talking about smart delivery and I always, I think I said it to you and I've probably said it on this show. It's really interesting that Sony has said nothing that they've just, they're like, we are, it, it's as if our friends at Sony, Shuhei in particular, probably went, don't get involved in this because yeah. it is going to turn ugly. Let's just say we support it and we'll, you know, if the, Teams want to do that, go for it. Cyberpunk's a free upgrade. Avengers is a free upgrade. But let's not put any marketing or any wording behind it because all of a sudden, any negativity is thrown to... It's not thrown at Microsoft, but it's like... But you've got smart delivery. Use smart delivery. And it's now being used... It's not just a positive thing now. Being used against them. Yeah, the idea of smart delivery is positive. But now that we know that not everybody's on board and not everybody's doing the right thing, it's now starting to diminish what smart delivery could be. If smart delivery was a feature that was mandated on the console and Sony had the same thing, that is a pro. And, and this is not Microsoft's fault. I'm sure if it was up to them, they'd be saying, no, 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 you have to, you need yeah. to do this. So it's kind of, it's, I don't know. It's a bit frustrating to see um, not all developers use it. But it's all developers who really are the... It's just cramped. Oh, <laughs> it's all developers who are really behind a paywall. You know, you said it yourself, you got EA and 2K. So they're exactly. the ones that release. Sorry, annual- I was just dying in the background. My foot, <laughs> you, know, you overstretch your feet. Yes. And kind of, I couldn't open my feet. I couldn't put my feet flat on the floor just then. 
continue. Sorry. Um, with we, the, can, we can edit this out, I'm sure. No, 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 it's fine. Keep it in. We'll fix it in first. Keep it in. Uh, so, yeah, so there's... Oh, God, I was trying to thought. The 2K Sorry. and you, you, your foot cramping thing really messed me up here. Let's go back to it. All right. 2K and EA. They have annual game releases with their sport, generally sport franchise. I don't think 2K mm-hmm. does anything else besides sport now that I think about it. You know, their most played games or most purchased games are these sport games. And it makes sense because they're an annual release. You know, everyone wants mm-hmm. the new hotness kind of thing. You know, yeah. Once 2020 is ended, people want 2021. Once 2021 is ended, people want 2022 and so on and so forth. It's just going to go in that pattern. So in that sense, and especially these transition years is what I want to call them between mm-hmm. old and new consoles. It's when they're going to try and milk the consumer for all the money they're worth before they stop per, yeah. uh, current gen and just focus exclusively on next gen. And Xbox himself has said they're going to continue supporting current gen for at least a year. Yeah. Well, they'll probably do it for longer, but yeah, they've said at least a year. At least a year. So that gives, you know, people hope, you know, save up, save up money to then purchase a console within the year or so. Exactly. And you look at 2K's lineup, they've got all the, again, the 2K sport games, they've got Borderlands. There's so many studios that sit within that 2K publishing. It's crazy. So this is the time if, if gamers are going to get up in arms about anything and we want to stop it, we have to stop, not to incite internet online forums going off, but if, if we want to stop something like this now's the time and it can be done we did it you know games theoretically did it with battlefront exactly so yeah let's just see where that all all lands unite 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 uh let's move on to i think was that our last story for today i've lost track now i think that is yes that is our last story Congratulations, shall we Josh. move on to busy playing something did you like it I just realized I deleted from the document the wording that comes with the episode. So I'm just going to make it up and hopefully it's right. But Busy Playing Something is the namesake of our show. It's where Vinny or I bring either a video game, movie or TV show to the virtual table. We have two weeks to indulge in the content and then we talk about it on the following week's episode. So Vinny, it's your turn. Did I get it right? Yeah, you're like eerily close, can I say? Yeah. Almost like you've done this before. Nearly, nearly. But it's your turn to suggest or give me a game for the Busy Playing Something segment. Oh, it's a game or other. Mm. So for this one, Josh, can tell you right off, it is not a game. Okay. And so I'll give you a little... Okay. So this piece of media is a... Say it's a fan favorite, the fan being me. It's a favorite of mine. Okay. All right. It is a cult a classic. Yes. It is a Not cult- the room. <laughs> no, 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 no. It is a cult classic movie from 1985. Gosh. What am I watching? It is the story is by Steven Spielberg. It's a big name. E.T.? No, but good guess. It is starring. Okay. Sean Astin, aka Samwise Gamgee. Ah, it is. I've still also, no idea. What, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it is also starring Josh Brolin, who is Thanos and Avengers Endgame. No. 
So okay, I've got no idea what this is. The best way I can describe this to you, it is it is Indiana Jones for children. Okay. This movie is called The Goonies. I've never seen The Goonies. Have you ever heard of The Goonies? I remember selling the pop vinyls for The Goonies back at Game Traders, but I have no <laughs> idea. I don't know. I, I remember the pop vinyls. Is that the thing with the really weird teeth? Like goofy little weird looking kind of... Yeah, sloth. Okay, there you go. So it, this proves that I have not watched it before. All right. So it's pretty much a bunch of uh, friends who live down in the Goondocks in Astoria, which is a place in Oregon, in Portland. Portland, Oregon? No, Oregon in the United States. Bend, so, in Oregon, where Sony Bend is. Yes, yes, of course. Taking it back to Sony. Of course. These, these band of friends are called the Goonies. Okay. And so the house is going to be foreclosed on and it's going to be the last weekend together. So they're clearing out their houses and they find the treasure map. As you do. Yep. As, as you do. Cause they're one of the Sean Aston, AKA Samwise works. His father works at a museum, has all the old stuff that hasn't been used in the museum. There's okay. a treasure map in there. So they need to go on an adventure to find this treasure map to get the money from the treasure to save their houses. Okay. It is a great time. It is one of my favorite movies of all time. Is it on Netflix? It is on Netflix. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, see? It's free, ladies and gentlemen. It is one of my favorite movies of all time. Just, I don't know why. I really, maybe because I grew up watching it because my brother and sisters watched it. I'm the Mm -hmm. youngest of a family of, you know, three other siblings. So obviously being four of us. And I watched this movie in grade five. So I was, I think, 10 years old, 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. And grade five, yeah, you're 11, yeah. 10, yeah 10 so years. it's still technically PG. And I watched it at school and that's a sign of permission slip for us to watch it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. The, op- the opening 10 minutes of this movie, they talk about, there's one scene where they talk about speed, cocaine, heroin. <laughs> and there's the word shit a lot in it. It's just the kids, there's pirates. It was the 80s, man. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, this the 80s. Ghostbusters was a Dan Aykroyd gets a blowjob and it's a PG movie from a space ghost. Not a space ghost, a normal ghost. Space ghost. Space, space ghost. ghost. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what you think of it. It uses a lot of practical effects. So it's all, you know, obviously before CG. I'm a Power Rangers fan, Vinny. You can't give me bad practical effects. and I Love I good still... practical effects. Sounds good. I'm I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, you should definitely watch it. Watch it with your fiance. Just see what she thinks about it as well. Be interested. No, for sure, for sure. So thank you for for giving me the Goonies for busy playing something. You've got so just for context. Next week we we it's your turn to give us some feedback on the Transformers War for Cybertron game. That was our busy playing something segment, which feels like that was about six months ago because we've had so much <laughs> breaks in between the PlayStation reveal that. That episode was so long, we didn't even get to busy playing something. And then The Last of Us spoil cast, a spoiler cast, again, going way too long because I wouldn't shut up. So it'd be interesting to, to hear your thoughts next week. But Binny, before we wrap up, do you have any final words of wisdom? Uh, Were you happy for me to close the show? Just, uh, no, I have no final words. I've recently bought a push-up uh, thing from Amazon. Really, really good. Okay. I highly recommend it. Just, just want to say that. It's got yeah. different grips, 
and you can do a tries, shoulders, back, chest. Okay. Well, I've got to yeah. say, it was great going back to gym for about three days before we got put back on lockdown. So that was great. Yeah. I've mm. definitely invested in myself these last couple of weeks. Oh, good. And it's, it's good to invest in yourself. Someone's yeah. got to. Yeah, exactly. But All I mean, right, let's see if I can close this show without making any more mistakes. But we are busy playing something. This has been episode 14. You can find us on podcast services each and every Friday at 9 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Times at Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. The YouTube version goes live each and every Sunday at 9 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Times. You can find us on our socials, Twitter at busy underscore playing, Instagram and Facebook at busy playing something. I've been your host for today, Joshua LaRosa. Vinny, it's always a pleasure. Stay safe. May the power protect you. Peter, you can't believe everything you read on the internet. Oh, it's all perfectly legal. Oh my God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dimension?